0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world right now. This is Emrys Wang of The Raw Entrepreneur. This is a special series called PodX where speakers share their passion uncensored. Initially, PodX was supposed to be an 18-minute challenge. However, interactions with some guest speakers highlighted a few issues that I did not consider and so out came the second format which is simply just a regular talk with no time limit that speakers can choose to do. Today's talk is by veteran interspecies communicator, speaker, author, educator, and president of Kinship Enterprises, Kate Solisty, who was game enough to try the 18-minute challenge. No penalties for those who went beyond 18. The most important thing is that the speakers enjoyed themselves, which also included laughing at themselves while sharing their passion. Her talk today is Restoring the Connection with Animals. I want to thank her for making the time to share this with me, and now with you.
1: Hi, I'm Kate Solisti, and I'm so pleased to be with you today, for I have been an animal communicator for almost 30 years now, professional interspecies communicator, which has allowed me to tune into and receive messages from beloved companion animals, dogs, cats, horses, bunnies, ferrets, turtles, snakes. And also it has given me the opportunity to learn more about what our animals need, not only to be healthy and happy, but more about what they're here to do, what they're here to teach us, which also led me to wanting to learn more from the wild animals. But today I'm gonna start with our companion animals because everyone has some relationship with some kind of an animal, mostly dogs, cats, horses, some ferrets, bunnies, as I mentioned, some fish, but there's a need in our human hearts for most of us to connect with other species, not just with each other. And there's great healing that happens when we connect with a species other than ourselves. But there is something special about the relationship with the dogs, cats, and horses. And many years ago, the story that I received was this. Back in the very, very, very early times when the divine wanted to experience life and to learn about experience, the divine broke up into all kinds of different life expressions from insects, bees, and butterflies, from flies and all kinds of manner of insect, dragonfly, and all the way up to elephants and lions, to animals that live in the sea, birds that fly in the sky, all this beautiful, beautiful variety of life. And in those beginning times, all the creatures used to come and sit around a fire to discuss their gifts with one another, to discuss what they learned, to share, to enrich each each other's lives as well. And at the campfire was a human being. And the human being would listen to all these beautiful beings about their experience and what they could do with their amazing bodies. So the cheetah, who could run at extraordinary speeds, to the dolphin in the water, breathing air and merging with water and ocean, to the elephant, communicating with mother earth through sound and vibration all of these beings had these incredible gifts and the human being sat there and thought huh i can't run fast like the cheetah i certainly can't dive like the dolphin hmm what what can i contribute well i have this very developed mind i have this ability to problem solve and think things through and 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 build and create, I'm going to explore that. And then I will bring that experience back to the circle. So the human being went out and began to use the clever mind that he had. And of course, in the beginning, it was so rewarding to come back to the circle and to, to share all the fascinating things that the human mind was helping this human being create. And the animals listened, and the animals appreciated. And But at a certain time, the human being got very much more interested in what they were able to do and create. They They got very involved with their own minds, their own thoughts, and they began to see themselves as better than the other creatures. And they began to come less and less to the circle because they were so concerned and fascinated by their own abilities, their own very developed mind, that they began to lose their connection. And as this happened, most of the animals sitting around the fire looked at them and thought, well, this is their journey Humans are going to have to find their way, just as we all do. And if separation is their path, well, they're going to take it. But three species sitting in the circle said, well, wait a minute. We're not going to let them do this by themselves. We are going to accompany them. We are going to be at their side. We are going to work with them. We are going to love them. And we are going to remind them that they are part of us, and we are going to help them remember their way back to the circle, way back to source. And those were the dog, the cat, and the horse. And at that time, again, the cavern between humans and the natural world was widening, but these three said, we will link our destinies with human beings for love and so they did and so today most of us have a stronger connection to cats dogs and horses than we do to the creatures. and we have learned to to love them we have received so much love in return we have learned or we are learning still how to care for them but Or I should say, and more and more people are wanting to know what animals are thinking, what they feel. More and more scientists, whether Ingall, Markov, and others are saying, wait a minute, you know, we tried to blind ourselves to the fact that animals have emotions, that animals have ethics, that animals care for one another, that they grieve that they celebrate. We, 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 we got so attached to the way uh, we this thing we called scientific method that we literally blinded ourselves to the wholeness of who animals are. And happily, those two and many others are speaking out and saying, wait, there is there is way more to these beings than than we wanted to see. Because ultimately it had to do with our our need to be superior, our need our need to feel that we have dominion over all the earth. Well, that hasn't served us very well, <laughs> as we know, um, because we've exploited and we have harmed other species, uh, as well as the plant kingdom, my heavens, right? The waters, the land, the plants. And they keep giving to us. They keep regenerating no matter what we do, which is extraordinary when you think about it, because how many human beings would do that? Just keep on getting up and giving giving again and again and again. But the animals, the plants, the, all of the beings of the sea and the air, all of them know that they are part of a great whole that is better for them being in it, richer, more diverse, more beautiful, and, and, I, and I feel and I'm so grateful that more and more people are waking up to that interconnectedness, to that, that sense of, wait a minute, why are we so lonely? Why do we keep consuming and, and, and needing to have more and more stuff? What is, what is it we're trying to fill? Well, we're trying to fill an empty heart. We're trying to fill that gap that we created due to separating ourselves from the natural world. And happily, there are also humans still alive on Mother Earth who have never lost that connection. There are Indigenous peoples all over the world who have, despite all odds, and despite being killed and poisoned and made sick and all of it, they endured and they, they, they are taking back their cultures and their, and their memories and their languages, they're still here and they have maintained and are restoring their connection with the animals and the plants. And they are our teachers as the animals are. So native peoples have often referred to the animals as our elder brothers and sisters because they're the ones with the wisdom they're the ones with more experience and we're the younger the younger siblings and in that you know in that comparison i would say that the indigenous people who live in harmony and reciprocity with the land and the plants and the animals they're older than the mainstream cultures that continue to that continue to pollute and continue to make objects that are poisonous and dangerous to the natural world, whether it be uh, oil-based things like plastics, you know, all of the extractions that we do—that is so destructive—and the air pollution, you know, the abuse of one another, all of this. These are the real, you know, these are the, the toddlers that are all about me, 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 mine, 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 mine. mine. <laughs> and you know, the indigenous people are older and wiser, and they can help us. They can teach us and remind us that what we're seeking is not more stuff, but more connection. So that takes me back to the dogs and cats and horses. So the the dog, the main lesson the dog wishes us us to learn from them is unconditional love. Now that doesn't come to surprise anybody who has a dog (laughs) because they love us no matter how much money we make, if we have a bad hair day, you know, it doesn't matter. They just love us they want us to play they, they they get us outside they get us moving they get us laughing they 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 give us so much and they're so generous and and isn't it fascinating that we have dogs in every size from tiny teacup poodles the size of a guinea pig to great danes and malamutes at 175 pounds and things like that why why is there this huge variety of these this one species because as far as I know there isn't another species with that with that level of size and shape um and fascinating the teacup poodle little teeny thing has the same insides as the great dane and the wolf from which they came Um, but why why are they in all these shapes and sizes well the canines told me it's they they absolutely cooperated with this breeding that we insisted on because it made it possible for them to accompany us in every walk of life. So the tiny dogs can be carried anywhere. They can be with us always. And the, uh, the bigger dogs are helpers. They're, they're herding dogs and working dogs. And so we have these companion dogs, we have working dogs and we have guarding dogs. We have all these incredible dogs that can be with us in everything we do. And that's deliberate. That is, a, that is from a conscious awareness of the, 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 what I call the council of canines, the higher mind of, of canines. That's where that information came from, as well as the whole purpose is unconditional love. That's it. That's it. Everything we do is to foster and nourish and nurture unconditional love and open the hearts of, of the people who love us. That's the mission. So what's the mission of the cat? The cat is all about, is all about detached love. And this is what makes them fantastic healers. So, you know, cats are fascinating in that, you know, they seem aloof, but they are incredible healers that purr, you know, the, the hurts of a purr is a healing, is healing. And finally, the horse, the horse is about idealism and idealism is defined as persistent hopefulness which means they haven't given up on us, no matter how badly they've been treated and misunderstood and used, they still are there to teach us about connection. And when you know, have an experience with that connection of of surrendering yourself to a horse and a horse surrendering themselves back to you, you become one and magic happens. That doesn't happen in a relationship of dominance and control, but horses, continue to be with us to remind us that we can merge and be one with them and with other animals. So these three are so precious to us and the more we can learn to listen, the more we can tune in and feel in our hearts and ask the question, who are you? What do you want me to know? How can I help you? We open our hearts, and we restore the ancient connections. So I invite you, I entreat you to think about what I've said, really feel it in your heart, and allow the animals that you know to to help you learn, to help you listen, and to help you understand, and to fill that empty space in your heart. Thank you.
0: Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.